And now for something completely different. tempo change hits so hard g'day folks welcome back to another episode of vault supreme synth vgm dream stream machine podcast the podcast that plays every now and then the synthiest video game music in all the universe well yes but kid has a new soundtrack out and guess what i forgot about it uh yeah i was all excited for this new soundtrack uh warhammer 40,000 dark tide and when it came out, I was I was busy at the time and I thought, okay, I'll save that for when I can give it a good listen, thinking, you know, I'll find some time during the week. And yeah, like it's two hours long, so you kind of got to set, you got to find a nice chunk of time to be able to go through this one properly. And so I forgot to check it out <laughs> until now. I was like, oh man, I forgot. I better go back through and check out that whole soundtrack. And yep. This is Jesper Kid, the man I consider to be the king of atmospheric video game music. So let's just do a little episode and check this one out together. This is uh, certainly not one of my favorite soundtracks of his, but it's still really, really good. And he's taken a few of the things he usually does and he's just dialed them up a little bit for this one. And if you know Jesper Kid, you know that. <laughs> Him dialing something up a little bit is actually a pretty big deal because this guy just goes all out with his music and has some of the nastiest kind of stuff out there and really expressive and aggressive sounding music and you know some really subtle atmospheric stuff as well but I would describe this particular soundtrack as super atmospheric super dark demented industrial dance music it's not really dance music but you'll see as we go through a few of these songs that um he uses a lot of techniques used in dance music so it some of those flavors do come through and it's a pretty uh kind of common theme with the music so let's check some of these songs out that caught my attention together as dear distant friends and what we played in with was the imperium unites and let's go to the next song on the soundtrack immortal Imperium from Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide by Jesper Kid. All right, enjoy. 
wow, such <laughs> angry and aggressive sounds. Those synths are just so growly and, you know, obviously like a lot of these kind of Yes Be Kid soundtracks, just huge sounding percussion all the way through. Also that choir is pretty important throughout this soundtrack. Personally, I'm not always a big fan of the choir in soundtracks. It can be used really well, but yeah, generally I find it to be a bit of a gimmick. Anyway, it sounds pretty good throughout, you know, most of this soundtrack. Some of it I could take it or leave it, doesn't really matter, but I imagine it's quite effective when used within the game. It probably invokes some certain uh, feelings that are connected to what's going on in the game. So this game, you know, actually doesn't really interest me in the slightest. It just looks really hellish and I don't care for that kind of thing at all. And I really can't take it seriously either. Um, but I imagine if you're going for hellish, then this soundtrack is most <laughs> certainly exactly what you want. And Jesper Kid is just a master at creating these really freaky soundscapes that just sound like they're living, breathing, and growling all around you. It's really quite amazing. You have to listen to this stuff with headphones on for sure. If you're like, if you're listening to it on a phone, just stop. Um, but you know, it may be in a good sound system in a car or I don't know, any, a good sound system but you know with headphones on you really feel like you're you're inside of this soundscape he's created so let's get into that uh a bit more with this next example and this is uh a good example of what there is a lot of through this soundtrack this is just a disgusting disgusting track so many weird and wonderful sounds it's got all those filthy kind of violin sounds that we used a lot in the older war hammer games he did and what i obviously love is the synth it's just so alive and aggressive he really manipulates everything in a way that makes it sound really organic yet so unnatural at the same time he just creates a really unique kind of sound. Uh, so here we go. This is the Transit Horde. Please enjoy.
Wow. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. But yeah, it's just so good. I've said it before, but more than anything else, Jesper Kid's music just takes me places in my mind. And it really, it's, for me, it's just really easy or just kind of natural for my mind to just visualize stuff when this music plays. Um, I, I don't know if it makes sense, but to me, this is very visual music. I really see all those sounds in my head as I'm listening to them. It must add so much atmosphere to the game and really make it feel really immersive for the player. But, you know, I guess I'll never know. Uh, yeah, man, it's just such tons of freaky, hard-hitting, noisy stuff on this soundtrack. Just really quite horrific, but in all the, the right ways for a game like this. Um, also, the, the sound he creates is just huge in these games. Just so much space. Like, you feel like you're in a large space when you listen to this music. Um, I know with headphones, there's a, a thing called soundstage, and it, it describes how well the, the headphones uh, make you feel like you're in the space, in the room, rather than the sound coming from, like, a vacuum within your head or your ears. Now, when I move to open back headphones that I am currently using, that means like uh, the headphone speakers are not enclosed. All of a sudden, I really got a, a sense of good soundstage. Suddenly, all these, all the panning of um, songs was just super clear and I could pinpoint the location of stuff really easily, which is, helped with my uh, own production quite a lot it's a reason I, I got these headphones but um yeah so there's that side of thing there's the headphones reproducing the sound I'm not sure if you describe it the same way uh, when it comes to producing the sound but yes the kid manages to make some really loud big sounding music with lots of reverb while keeping so much clarity and I know it's really easy to lose clarity when you start adding heaps of reverb and cranking everything up really loud but yeah yes the kids production is just top notch when it comes to this kind of atmospheric stuff so this next track again tons of atmospheres some really amazing synth sounds with tons of character and you'll hear a bit more of those kind of dancey production techniques with this one that I was talking about. Uh, just kind of these massive pulsating sidechain compression sounds. Um, you'll hear it when it comes in. You really, you really feel it. Uh, and we'll talk about it more afterwards. This is Broadcast Apparatus. Please enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
it sounds like you're inside the belly of some machine. You can almost feel the electrons flowing through you with all those really high sizzling frequencies and stuff. Really amazing sounds. Just so many in interesting layers on that when you go back and listen to it a few times. So incredibly dense. But like I said, it's all crystal clear and brilliantly produced. I'm not sure uh, how these songs are used in the game. Uh, like with Borderlands, you've got all the kind of individual audio and musical uh, music stems that are triggered by the events in the game. And then the soundtracks have everything kind of arranged in a way that makes it all kind of make sense like a song. I kind of assume this would be done in a similar way, but you know, I'm not sure. Uh, this next one could very well be from a cutscene. It has quite uh, defined parts and sounds like it's emphasizing specific emotions rather than providing just a kind of general atmosphere. So. Let's check this next one out. This is called Entering Throneside. than most of the other tracks so yeah i'm assuming that this one is serving a different purpose much less about the atmosphere and more about kind of supporting the emotions whatever might be on the screen some of those changes have a lot a lot of impact and up next is another kind of standout one for me a really different kind of sound to the rest of the soundtrack it's got this really trippy, electronic, psychedelic kind of vibe to it. Really floaty and dreamy. And I thought, you know, little things like the wavering synth tuning really adds to the feeling of losing your mind. Super spacey. I really like it. Let's check it out. This is Transmission Commences by Jesper Kid from Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide. Enjoy.
so good. What a trip. Really dreamy kind of stuff, but you've still got a little bit of that creepiness in there with those kind of pulsating synths that come in. They, uh, yeah, a bit freaky. Kind of remind me of the sounds that I used to hear in my dreams when I was like, <laughs> very, very young. Uh, yeah, look, he's really got his own sound, and having your own sound is such a big deal when it comes to creativity. Like, you really have to respect that. And look, there's a late night mix of this track, which to me sounds pretty similar, but that's what's playing in the background now. Um, and yeah, like the pulsating stuff at the end, it's got that side chain compression, but you can't actually hear what's what's tr triggering it. So if you don't know what side chain compression is, I'll briefly describe it. So regular compression is when you set your compressor we're talking about you know audio and volume here when you set your compressor to a certain point or threshold so when the volume hits that point uh, that loudness the compressor pulls everything back and you can set how fast or slow that all happens and sidechain compression is where you compress a sound or you can do it to a group of sounds but you're basically using something else to trigger it so you're using something else to compress another sound so in dance music it's, it's really important to sidechain your bass and kick drum so you put the compressor on the bass sound uh, it might be bass synth or something like that and you control that volume of the bass by sidechaining it to a kick drum so every time the kick drum hits signal goes to the compressor and it pulls back the volume of the bass letting the kick drum kind of hit hard before the bass <clears throat> instrument has time to kind of come back in and fill in all those frequencies again so it just gives everything a bit of space to like do what it has to do and you know contrary to what you might think you can actually get a much bigger sound by doing this rather than just kind of stacking all the sounds on top of each other and I'm actually using it right now. I can get my um, background music a little bit louder without interfering too much uh, with my voice by putting a compressor on the background music and using my voice for the side chain. So every time I speak, it is pulling back the volume of the background music so that my voice can stay at the front of the mix and it's not competing with all the frequencies that the background music is. Um, yeah, the frequencies of the background music. It's usually pretty subtle um, when it's used, just to kind of let those most important tracks stay at the front of the mix a little bit more. But like when it comes to something like dance music and what Jesper Kids is probably doing here, <clears throat> he could just be automating volume, but you know, you crank up that compressor so it's, it's really intense and then you set the release time or how long it takes for the sound to uncompress or for the volume to come back to full, you can set that release time of the compressor so it's in time with the music. And what you're hearing most of the time is the release, release basically set to the length of the beat. So that kick sound comes in on the beat, pulls everything back, and then it takes a full beat for everything to kind of swell back to full volume. It's pretty effective because it kind of mimics the whole feeling of dancing on the beat you know like when you're nodding your head your head comes down on the beat and you know your head's coming up and that pulsating effect of the side chain kind of you know 
emulates that head goes down the beat head comes up the sound swells up and down I don't know it I mean it's kind of obvious when you hear it. I don't need to explain that kind of stuff but um anyway it's it's a fun little trick to use and it's actually it's actually very important in music production and it took me years and years before I actually decided I would actually try to figure this thing out it's quite simple but um I don't know why I thought it would be tricky. <laughs> anyway, this next one feels like a bit of a continuation of that last song. I would imagine that the previous track would be used, or the previous two tracks would be used in more peaceful kind of exploration areas. And then when things start to get a bit more serious, the bits in this next track start to come in. Really cool. Similar kind of sounds in there, but much more solid grounded and less psychedelic with the heavier rhythms and beats and stuff so this next track is off-world ozpex obviously by the amazing yes be kid enjoy fantastic stuff i've actually been researching dance music lately for a project that i'm doing and it's amazing how it is such dance music is such powerful music yet it follows a set of rules that are so disconnected from i don't know normal music theory 
dance music is just almost completely formulated. It's all formula. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it's just so different from, you know, classical music theory. And you think back to last episode and think about how different that music is to the music we're listening to now. Which is why I couldn't help but start with that little Monty Python clip at the beginning. Um, I think you know what I'm getting at. Two very different episodes, two very different composers with talent in very different areas. But look, I do have to give extra credit to composers like Jonathan Gear and Masashi Hamazu, who can do absolutely anything. You know, like mind-blowing complex music, um, you know, classical stuff, and they can then they can dip down into the really hard-hitting, minimal and atmospheric stuff. But still, no one can do music the way Jesper Kid does. It's just, it's something else. That's why I call him the king of atmospheric music. And, well, as I'm starting to ramble about how broad music is, this next one is probably about as dancey as it gets from memory. Uh, the tempo is still the same as the last song, so these songs may be connected in the game. It actually reminds me of some of his really early electronic stuff he did on the Sega Genesis, like the Adventures of Batman and Robin. It's very cool. Puts you into a bit of a kind of techno trance, but uh, let's let's enjoy it together. This next one is Warp Traveler. All right, enjoy.
yeah, I really felt like by the time I got to the end of this soundtrack, those undertones of dance music are such a big part of this, uh, the sound of this Dark Tide soundtrack. Very dark, very atmospheric and gritty, but there's a lot of those pulsating rhythms all the way through. Very cool soundtrack. As always, Jesper Kid absolutely nails this style, and I'm sure, you know, this soundtrack lifts this game to, you know, <laughs> lifts the game. Let's just leave it at that. Well, but let's get to our last song. Uh, this next one is Disposal Unit Imperium Mix. Now, personally, I actually prefer the original mix more without all the kind of added voices and stuff. But this one is by far the most popular track with over a million plays. So I thought I'd, and that's just on Spotify. So I thought I'd stick with what everyone else seems to be liking and uh, play this version. Again, this is a huge two hour soundtrack and we only sampled nine out of 48 tracks. So if you like it, there's tons more to enjoy, especially those freaky aggressive soundscapes, which we really only just really briefly touched on. So yep, folks, nice and uh, short and sweet episode for me this time. Maybe, you know, might be able to make this kind of thing more regular again if I just stick to this kind of thing and don't get too carried away and take things into the depths of the ocean for three hours or something like that. And it's good having the crispy Kraken, you know? I can I can do my three-hour adventures into the depths of the ocean on that podcast rather than this one, which, which really should be focused on the music rather than all the extra stuff. But, um... Yeah, we've had a lot of fun over the years and as long as people are pumping out awesome synthy soundtracks like this, I'm going to keep doing these little episodes. So it's been fun. Let's enjoy this last track, Disposal Unit Imperium Mix by Jesper Kid. Remember folks, stay synthetic. Synthetic. 